0: Welcome to the Ideal Network Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingles. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Ideal Network Radio Show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. The short version of the word Ideal in Ideal Network stands for I do everything around life, love, liberty, and laughter. And there's much more. Thanks for listening in and share this with the people that are most important to you. Now on to our show with Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingles. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, everyone. We are here on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. It's a Wednesday. It's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, we do a radio show with our favorite person, Darlene Sartori. And for those people that aren't familiar with Darlene, when we started um, Building Fortunes Radio, um, I, who own Building Fortunes Radio, um, knew that you didn't want to hear from me all the time. It would get boring, um, even if it was good information. So I knew we needed some really great guest hosts. And Darlene was a customer of ours, still is. And I asked her to be like a mentor for our Building Fortunes Radio listening audience because she's got a great level and uh, – span of knowledge, and she's a really good person, and I know a lot of people would learn just from being around her, so um, we started to do our Building Fortunes Radio, and Darlene has a theme, if you will, called the Ideal Network, and if you listen to the very first radio show that we did, we talk about ideal, I do everything around, and then you have some L words, love, laughter, liberty, a whole bunch of other ones as well. So we started this radio show way back then. If you go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash ideal, you'll be able to see all the different radio shows that we've done. And maybe you'll probably have to listen to many of them over again uh, with a pen and paper or some other note-taking device because she gives a lot of really great information. And today, we are carving out whatever she's going to be working on in 2024 because it's January 10th for those people that are paying attention of 2024. We're just starting a new year, and this new year is really very different from lots of other new years before because of many things, one of them being, you know, her uh, level of knowledge and commitment of kind of getting a whole bunch of stuff done, you know, because we're all running out of time. Number two is with the introduction of technology, we've been able to kind of expand her horizon, by giving her a platform to be able to communicate with you on the domain name IdealNetwork.info. So IdealNetwork.info is going to be a new project that's going to be able to help her keep in touch with you so you can kind of keep up to date with some of the things that are going on. And then the other things are we're all really not sure how artificial intelligence is going to play into this, but it is going to play into 2024 Uh, bigger than anything else has ever done. So whether it's legacy information or new information or combined information, we're looking forward to 2024 being a year that can accelerate your everything by 50 or 100 years. That's no exaggeration based on whatever we're talking about right here. So the first thing I want to do is say Darlene's got a little bit of background noise. Some people are chopping down some stuff with a chainsaw. So if you hear a pleasant hum in the background – that's just she asked me. Should we do a radio show anyway? I said, of course. We can go. We can go beyond any kind of a pleasant hum. Um, now, if somebody comes in and says they cut their leg off, we're going to stop our radio show and go get some paramedics. <laughs> but short of that, we're going to do a radio show anyway. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. So anyway, thanks
1: for being here on your own radio show.
2: Okay. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, you could have just kept on going there, and we'd had a wonderful show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's so much as. You know, it's really exciting to have a new year to really uh, say, hey, this is new. It's expanding upon what we've already done. And so this is kind of where I'm going to be going a little bit with this today is because uh, as I took on the challenge, um, what I often do is take on a challenge that I personally don't know anything about because that way I can learn about it. And so this is kind of what I did when I stepped out and said, okay, what is missing on the planet that's causing us to not have what a lot of us say we'd like to have is ideal conditions to live in. And, you know, he just got through mentioning this of the word ideal. And, and so that has been my guiding star, my north star, my compass, is I'm looking for things that are ideal. Um, and the dynamic of um, I have to be really careful and then I started I started saying well I need I say ideals to put the S on it so that it doesn't just say the word ideal and then it gets the wrong impression. Because this is what happens as we begin reaching out and start communicating is There's a lot of confusion that happens because we do not comprehend each other's belief systems or comprehend what is actually creating ideals and what's actually creating things that are not ideal. Um, Our language has become a real challenge for us to work with. And I was talking with a a friend uh, in Indiana here. and uh, today i um, talking about South America. And he works with the Spanish people in South America. Um, and, uh, and he works with the Urantia uh, Society. And this dynamic of comprehending how much language gets in our way. And one of the things that, as I was talking with him this morning, uh, really came to light is we are not really reaching out in a way that helps us to comprehend each other. And if I was raised in a certain way by a a family, which is exactly what I was, uh, then I would always be acting more in alignment what I was raised with, because we begin with really no knowledge At least that's what we think. Well, as I've begun to compare, I began to realize, no, we actually have a creator. We actually have a universal father-mother, if we want to call that. In other words, it's called energy. And we know that energy transmutes in form and function. So when we can get down to the very basic foundation we find that we all have inner sound wisdom where we actually do know what's in our DNA code. It's just we've not been able to get to that point of having the types of environment that allows for energy to transmute and form and function in a way that is ideal consistently. And so I think I mentioned this last week, but if I didn't, I'm going to include it because it's very important for us to comprehend how we get to where we're at. And I mentioned that I inherited um, the um, library of Linda Darlene May. Um, and one of the books that was on her desk was the book that her and I um, were had encountered many years ago and we're often we're joking we're two old women that are working together to be able to achieve a better lifestyle uh, to solve problems that haven't been addressed and etc and then we encountered the writings of napoleon hill and it was called uh, the one that really was very important to us was the writings of Outwitting the Devil. And Napoleon Hilsa also wrote wrote, um, a positive action plan, a uh, 365-day booklet. And so this became two old women outwitting the devil with a positive action plan. So that kind of became our tagline as we worked on our lives together, and we met back in about 1983 um, in Evansville uh, at a library. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was, a, it was actually a store um, that um, in the section uh, that were the books that they sold there. And we happened to meet in the area where the uh, Bibles and religion were sold. And I had gone there to actually see if they had the Urantia papers, the Urantia book there uh, in that that, uh, store. And I had recently just gone to the library to check and see if they had that uh, book there. And so this is an area that I had very, uh, made such a powerful impact on my life way back when I was in my early teens. And, um, and encountered this big, big book that was called The Arantia Book. And uh, I've always had a passion for helping individuals to find what is it that you need to know about yourself. So this is the dynamic of comprehending why we ended up with this now, working on the comparative religions. The comparative philosophies, the comparative belief systems, and if the more we compare things, the better we're going to be. So this morning, Tegan and I were sitting here, uh, and I said, you know, I really need to to kind of let people know why it was imperative that we really have this uh, this chaplain's course. Why is it that you know there are a few out there? but we do not have a whole life chaplain program. And so, of course, when I start a project, I do like to reach out and to other people that I respect and get their opinions and not just us two old women, which now I jokingly say to, to uh, Tegan, I guess we're now the two old women now that Linda has graduated from the planet. Um, I guess it's up to us to pick up and go forward. So now Tegan comes up here and, uh, from her house, in John's house, and come up, comes up here um, and, and sets uh, working together with me, and, and John's out doing what he's doing right now. It's getting in more wood because we're going to be dropping down to the low. Oh, wow, it's going to get minus uh, zero uh, very quickly in the next couple of days. And so he is getting in more wood and doing the things that he does. And then Tegan is up here working with me. And so we got to talking about uh, this comparing. And so we kind of came up with a, a, a page that we're starting to create right now. And uh, compare to know ourselves is how I t- titled this one. So um, I always start out my dynamics on my Word document with uh, this one 01- dash. A, B, C, dash, and then whatever the title is, and then I have a a chain of uh, documents that I create on my computer so that I know what I'm talking about. So this one would go under the chaplain's course, and then under the chaplain's course, I have the word compare. So this uh, document that I'm creating right now is around what is this word compare mean? And so uh, we were sitting here talking and said, well, I guess the first thing that we need to do is compare to know ourselves um, as uh, our creator, creator knows us. Um, and then we came up with compare to know myself as our creator knows me. And then I typed another one in that says, uh, compared to no ideal universal family and church And then of course you know we're talking about the ideal universal society So this word universal is really uh, coming up more and more just as the word ideal did Because when we're doing what we're doing we're We're needing to have a really expansive way of addressing things and I often ask people, um, have you, are you aware of the, the Webb telescope? Because that kind of tells me, number one, whether the person is actually keeping up with what's going on in the universes out there. Um, you know, how many people are aware of NASA? And what does NASA do? Um, and what about the, uh, the astronomers that are studying the stars and the universes out there, how little we actually know about this wonderful, uh, expansive universes of universe that we can talk about. And as we begin to expand, uh, we begin to realize we use a very small amount of our brain power And so as I was talking to my friend this morning, you know, I said, you know, uh, uh, Stuart Kerr um, uh, undertook uh, the challenge to answer my question uh, many several years ago, what's the difference between the brain and the mind? There's got to be some clarity there because to me they're not the same thing. And I think that when I read people's works, often they'll use the word brain, a mind, when they actually mean the brain. And so we began to we did an actually a two year study on uh, the dynamic of the brain and the mind. And so we basically came down to the the fact that the brain is an organic organism, and it's the radio uh, receiver. In other words, it's the receiver and you have to tune the receiver to a specific channel in order to tap in to the mind that's transmitting at all times. But just because it's transmitting does not mean that you have the ability uh, to tune in to everything that's out there, or do we? And so I began to realize something that I do on a regular basis. I have certain channels that I watch on my uh, TV, okay? And so um, I will flick between channels to get an, a, a, an overview to compare what one channel is saying about a certain uh, news. And, of course, you know the latest one with that we've really gone through with a tragedy on our planet is the, uh, the war in Israel. Um, and the uh so I got really you know I really desire to know and compare what people are saying out the, out there about what actually is going on in that pivotal part of the planet, because really it begins to to shape up that as it goes in in Israel it's going to go on the planet, and so we need to comprehend what happened in Israel is something that's reflecting and going to be more and more reflecting onto the planet's um, dynamics. Um, And you can see the reaction that we had on the newscasts and et cetera, uh, the reporters that they've sent there and the things that have come out of there. And so I think this word compare is a word that needs to be in every one of our vocabularies. So as I began writing this um, part of the chaplain's course to why are we a whole life chaplain? Why are we desiring to compare what other uh, people have read and et cetera? And I encountered a couple books in Linda's library that I uh, had no knowledge of the information. So it's very important for us to look at uh, what others have done be, before us. And there was um, one that I came across, and I know I will not be able to pronounce it, but let me see if I can do what I did is uh, see if I can find, uh, I should have had this about up. Uh, um, there is a way when you do not do not know how, To pronounce something, you may have already discovered this—that you can go on the internet and open, uh, type in something in the search bar, like how to pronounce something. Um, And uh, I was going to see if I could find. Got so many things open here. uh, How to um, to pronounce something, just so that I could give you an example of what it is, and then I'm not um okay how to and the other thing that i just noticed is i also have a question sometimes who uh made this website and there's a site out there that called whois.com and i'll go to that one and find out how long it's been available uh what's going on out there and so if you're not using your search bar which is a way to compare things, then you're going to be missing out on a lot of learning abilities. So this is an area that I have found out that I'm I'm talking to people is they have no clue the amount of things that they can find out there on the internet that is going to really save you a lot of time. And, uh, And I've also found as I've gone through there, there's a lot of dead links like mine out there. And so sometimes we start projects and we're not able to sustain it. And I guess what I did is I went ahead and closed that one because I was afraid that um, I would um, uh, hit it accidentally and make it go talking while I'm actually on the computer, I mean on the the, uh, radio here. So I guess I went ahead and changed it or closed it. So I'll go back just to my notes that I made uh, for today's session on this comparative. So the next thing that I compared was how to pronounce things. So when I include, when I find a book or something and it has a name of an author or a specific design of something uh, that I've not heard I try to go and find um, a way to pronounce it, and so that is a really helpful thing because as we go for, forward with this comparative, we're going to in compare. Just as my friend who works with the Spanish people, there's a lot of words. Of course, I have no clue what they mean. That would be very important to those in in uh, in South America, um, and they're working to get a Spanish edition. Uh, of the Arantia papers, up and uh, finished, uh, and so they've been working on that for several years now, and it's coming to a conclusion. So, but we know things like the word Carlos. You know, when you look at that one, you could say C A R L O S. Well, that's kind of close to easily pronouncing because we're going to be able to say okay, Carl O's. So that would probably be correct. But then the last one that was C A S T A N. E-D-A. So would that be Castanadia? Would that be a long E or a short E? And so it's Castanedia probably. And so the bottom part of it is that it talks about the wheel of time. The shamans of ancient Mexico, their thoughts about life, death, and the universe. And this is, again, one of the books that was in Linda's that I had never heard of. And another one is called The Reality of Being, The Fourth Way of, and this is G U R D J I E F F. Well, I think it's Gurdjieff. That was the one I was going to bring up because I, I have no clue. Breaking it down. And comparing, okay, what I know about English because this is written in English, but I'm not sure whether that be be gurja if or Jeff. See, it's g u r d j i e f f, and it's called the fourth way of this person. And the reason they started calling it the the uh, the uh, the fourth way is because as people were comparing what he was saying, they were comparing it to F A K I R Feriki or few, and, and then when I looked it up it was F U H K E E R is how it's pronounced, furkey Okay. So but I would say when I looked at it, the word would be a long A. So this is where we get into challenges with enunciation, but then it's it's furkey, monk and yoga, and the work and what this gentleman, George Ivan Ivanvich Ivanvitch, George Ivanvich, and then G U R D J I E F S. Okay, and that was called the works. And what he was talking about was it was he taught us that we are not conscious of ourselves to start with and that we have to live, that actually we're kind of living in a hypnotic waking state, uh, you know, waking ability. And that it's possible, though, for us to awaken to a higher state of consciousness and then serve our purpose as human beings. And I'm thinking, you know, well, that's kind of what I've been saying all along all this time. So here's another person that I can now go out and read about and find out what he learned in his lifespan. And he lived between uh, 1867 and 1949 A.D. So these are people that are kind of in this new awakening state that we've gone through since the time that Jesus was on the planet. So, of course, this takes me right back, and I say I'm getting kind of close to time, so I'm going to round this back up with this dynamic of comparing. Now, when Jesus was on the planet, he used many methods of teaching and sharing information. Um, And in Matthew 16 He talks about um, this church that this is the church that Jesus promised to build in Matthew 16 in the Bible. And it's the entire body of Christ, the family of God, and the temple of the spirit. And so as we talk about the mind, we talk more and more about the spirit and the soul. So as we begin to talk about the spirit and the soul connected to the mind, which is broadcasting to us at all times, then we begin to realize this is when we wake up to our own real self. And this is when I began to splash back to me thinking about the methods that Jesus used as he was here on the planet to reveal universal wisdom. And so as I did some searching about how did Jesus taught or what were the primary methods that Jesus used to reveal universal wisdom, I found uh, there was basically six primary methods that he used. He taught with stories, and he used countless parables to do that. And I think that is one that is very important. So that's very important when we start the comparative Theology and the comparative chaplains is to learn how Jesus taught. And that was one of his very favorite ways. And we today still use all of these parables that he taught. And maybe next time we may have time to go into those. And then Jesus shocked people. He often used hyperbole. And that's H-Y-P-E-R-B-O-L-E. And that means exaggerations. He, he, he really exaggerated something to expand it, so it brought our tensions, And it was a shocking type situation that he would use. And sometimes we have to get shocked out of our dynamics. The next one he used was he crafted memorable sayings, and he spoke poetically. And so this is something we still do as we come up with, you know, things to know things. That we come up with sayings, and we often call these memes, M-E-M-E-S, uh, after genes, but memes. And then Jesus asked questions. He wanted us to think for, the, for ourselves, to ask the questions, and then listen to our replies. And then Jesus used object lessons. In other words, he used uh, what we'd call nouns, person, places, and things, something that's tangible, that you can actually see, feel, touch, and etc, and then he used repetition because the more that we repeat something, the more it becomes habit to us. So these are the methods that Jesus used throughout his life uh, to help us. and so this is where, as we are creating this dynamic of comprehending, there's another level of ourselves, and that's our feelings, our emotions. And uh, there's actually 27 different feelings that's listed on the Internet. Let's see if I can quickly go through these. The, The 27 emotions mentioned are admiration, adoration, aesthetics, appreciation, amusement, anger, anxiety, awe, awkwardness, boredom, calmness, confusion, craving, disgust, empathetic pain, entrancement, excitement, fear, horror, interest, joy, nostalgia, relief, romance, sadness, satisfaction, sexual desire, and surprise. And so those are feelings that we have and that we as human beings can expand. So I see we're out of time. Back to you. All you know, get a hold of me. 812-664-7419. So Peter, back to you to close us out.
1: All great information. Make sure you check this out. If you go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash ideal, we'll have this up on the Uh, on the page, uh, you know, within a day or so after this live presentation. So you can always go there for everything else. And the most important thing is kind of plug into the things that Darlene is working on. Also check out that website, idealnetwork.info from time to time. She's just getting started with that. So she'll get into the rhythm of using that as well. And she'll be able to post different ideas on this too. And I'm glad that Tegan has taken over if she's listening in being that old lady. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool as well. So we appreciate that. And uh, we're going to catch everybody next week on Building Fortunes Radio. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now.
2: Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to the Ideal Network Radio Show on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website to hear more statements with Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingle. Darlene encourages everyone to join the Ideal Network. So you can say, I live the ideal life, where I do everything around life, love, liberty, and laughter. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Darlene, Peter, and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to spread the word. Tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.